0: Long-time listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with ByHeart, an infant nutrition company, on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is ByHeart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. Additional terms and conditions apply. Sometimes it's like junk food is junk food is junk food. Like, yeah, you might buy the chickpea puffs, but like it's still processed food and it's still high in sodium and low in nutritional value, right?
1: Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding us kids.
0: Do things we've done together.
1: Hi, I'm Megan and I am Stacy. Before we get started today, a quick word from our sponsor Made Good. Stacy, just
0: as we make it through summer with the kids snacking us out of house and home, it's time for back to school and we have a brand new set of snack problems to solve.
1: Tell me about it. Between having to find school-safe snacks for lunchboxes, lower sugar snacks to avoid the dreaded after-school sugar crash, and fortifying snacks to fuel after-school activities, sure is hard to find products you can just grab and go anytime, any day. That's what makes our sponsor, Megan, so fantastic. Their products are free of the common allergens,
0: made in a peanut and tree nut-free facility, certified organic, and non-GMO.
1: And you didn't even mention the best part, Megan. Each individually wrapped package also contains a full serving of veggies that you 100% cannot taste. And go ahead, ask me how I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know how you know, sister, because made good snacks are delicious and you're not the only parent who eats them
1: too. With granola bars, granola minis, soft baked cookies, and crispy squares in a wide range of flavors made with only a small handful of ingredients, Made Good is a staple in my pantry.
0: And mine too, which is why we're so thrilled to share this brand we trust with our listeners. To learn more about Made Good, go to madegoodfoods.com and head to our website, you.com for details on how to enter to win a month's supply of Made Good snacks. Guys, we just want to be abundantly clear that we only choose to work with brands that we love and we use in our real-life kitchens, and we're so appreciative that you are receptive to sponsors and it keeps the show going. So we also want to make sure that you are subscribed to didn't I just feed you that you're following us on Instagram as at didn't I just feed you and that you're in our private listeners group, which you can find on Facebook and you can answer the question with either whiskey or painkiller to join that robust community that we love so much. And Today we're talking about something that came out of the listeners group, actually, which is junk food. Uh, There were a couple questions after the coffee episode where people were like, hey, you guys talked about kids and caffeine, but you didn't really touch on soda and energy drinks, which are a huge source of caffeine for kids. And also, we just want to talk about junk food in general because (laughs) I love junk food. Um, But first, Stacey, what are you loving
1: this week? What am I loving? I love it. I feel I like it we all. could put that like I wish we had a gif of us or like a loop of us just saying, I love it. I love it. We can make that. We can make it. <laughs> I love it. I bet I love it.
0: I bet <laughs> I bet Samantha has like us going, cheese me. Cheese me, Billis. Cheese me. Cheese me. Okay. Okay. We, listen, so I love gotta, it. Here's what we're to, doing. I love it. Okay. okay.
1: So I met recently a woman named Allie who is an Instagram influencer and such a lovely, smart, thoughtful woman who I guess became an influencer because she started sharing her um, her recovery from eating disorder journey on social okay. media. And she ended up creating her own granola butter. Ooh. So I met her at the Fancy Food Show. And I think now her Instagram handle, she does have a personal one that's Allie, I don't know how you say her last name. Bonar, A-L-I-B-O-N-A-R. Okay. But the company is Queen and Company. K-W-E-E-N-A-N-D Co. So Queen, spelled with a K-W, and Co. And the website, I believe, is also... No, it's just Queen.co. Oh, hey. Oh, girl, Allie, how did you get that? Her granola butters are ridiculously delicious. So I wanted to share that here because they are nut-free, they are school-safe. My kids have gone through one container. I mean, granted, they're still home. (laughs) At this point, we're recording a little early. So like we're just eating it up because they're home a lot, but I swirl it in unsweetened Greek yogurt in the morning. They're eating it on toast for breakfast and for a snack. It is sweetened with a little bit of maple syrup, And it also has some cinnamon, which we've talked about in our spice episode, Mm -hmm. actually. And we also talked about it in one of our baking episodes. Yeah. That cinnamon can lend a little bit of sweetness without sugar. So the sugar content is still very low and it is so freaking delicious. So I just wanted to give them a shout out. They're a new company. They're just getting the word out. They have an original, which is so good, an original with collagen, which I mm. think is very smart. Super smart. And a chocolate granola bar. We'll link to them in the show notes. I am just gonna say one more little thing. You can get just one jar shipped to you, which I think is a bonus. A lot of you know companies that are doing direct to consumer and are new, that isn't always affordable. So that's the great news. You can also get a pack of three. And a mixed pack. It is $12.95 a jar. Yes. I was going to say, not we
0: cheap. shared the. I actually, someone was asking about like a nut butter alternative in the listeners group. And I sent them to the granola butter pages. And that was the big thing that people were like, it seems kind of expensive. I, I don't, I mean... I don't think you need a lot of it though. I think it's I one of those agree. things like, also I'm just going to go ahead and say that like, there are nut butters that are really expensive. If they're high quality, they yes. usually cost more.
1: Totally, totally. I like that the collagen one is also priced the same. It is vegan. It is gluten-free. It is allergen friendly. You, there's, there's no shipping. So $12.95 so nice. for a jar is what you get. And honestly, I mean, my kids cannot stomach- some of the seed butters, like some of them are not tasty. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just going to say that. I
0: agree. That's another subject for another time. Yeah. And
1: just so price comparison, because I know our listeners care. I looked at my local market and a sixteen ounce of sun butter just to compare, like a seed butter, which is like you know mass produced. Yeah, it's what easily available. Is like, oh,
0: can't have peanut butter? Try sun butter. Yeah,
1: sun butter bars, sun butter balls. It's so I can go-to. get that for six ninety nine near me, and usually prices in New York City are a little higher. And this is twelve ninety five, so it is a big difference. But I will say, a jar of like a
0: Justin's peanut butter well, is going to mm-hmm. be in the twelve dollar price. Point, and I that's agree. a good quality. We have a, oh man, in Boise, we have a peanut shop, City Peanut, and they make the best peanut butter. It's so good, but it is, it's like $13 for a jar of it.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I'm just putting it out there, but I think it's great if you're looking for something made with real ingredients. It has four to seven grams of pr- protein. It has 15% of your daily fiber intake and under three grams of sugar. So like, I'm pretty psyched on it given how freaking delicious it is honestly so and we I love supporting love i love it we love supporting <laughs> indie businesses <laughs> um megan what about you what are you loving okay these
0: i'm gonna be like a little bit nerdy and say i got a new planner in august so i've been using it for a while I don't know. I feel like I've mentioned it before, maybe like in the meal planning episode that I've been a longtime bullet journaler, which means I take like a notebook and I kind of create my own planner in it. And that was really fun and really neat and really time consuming. And I felt like I always fell behind on it. And so it took, sucked the joy right out of it. But in August, I ordered a planner from Rad and Happy, which her name is Tara She's an illustrator mom, and she, like, made these planners, and they're really smartly designed, I think, for a mom. Like, all of the months are in one section in the front, just like how I set up my bullet journal. And then each month has, like, weeks broken out, and there's coloring pages in between, which I find really enjoyable and my kids enjoy. And my favorite part of it is there's a little section in every weekly layout that has space for meal plans. So I can like reference. And I would do that in my bullet journal before, but I'd have to like create my own. It's basically the layout that I loved from bullet journaling already laid out for me every week because I am a pen and paper planner. I mean, we use a Google calendar.
1: (laughs) It's so cute.
0: (laughs) It helps me remember. It yeah. also, like, soothes me when I am having, like, high anxiety. I can be like, okay, I'm going to put this on a to-do list or, like, I'm going to organize this here. And then it's out of my brain and it zaps the anxiety totally. for me anyways. I get that. Um, so we'll link to it in the show notes. And I'll share some photos of, like, how I use it, maybe in the listeners group. But I, I think, especially as the as we're still just, like, in the early part of back to school for a lot of the country, having a planner is one of those things that helps me feel... Like I'm a super parent. And as a tease, Stacey, you just shared, like it'll have been a couple weeks when this episode airs, but like something that you started doing around laundry in our (laughs) listeners group that makes you feel like a super parent. So people need to join that group,
1: ASAP. Yeah, because we got such great answers. Yeah. I was like, here's my laundry issue, people. Here's how I solved it. Like, what have what little mind shift have you made around food? And we got so many great ideas one was super genius that i had never thought of which is kind of amazing but oh, anyway i that have that one to yet. go okay now i need to go okay um okay
0: <laughs> just, kidding, just kidding just kidding no we let's can't talk about
1: <laughs> i've got my digital journal that says we need to cross this off our list <laughs> um okay let's talk about junk food let's talk about junk food stacy you love junk food.
0: I freaking love <laughs> junk food. I love that you love junk food. I like, love – so
1: unabashedly.
0: Okay, first of all, I think there's like different categories of junk food. I think soda and energy drinks and even things like vitamin water and Gatorade, like those all fall into oh, – junk food to me and then i think there's like the savory junk food category which includes some of my favorites like doritos and cheetos and
1: <laughs> i love hearing your voice as rimes, you're talking about pork and, and yes, wow,
0: you're
1: going that's the southern it,
0: the southern in me and then there's like this whole other subcategory of sweets things like little debbie snacks And ice cream.
1: I used to love Devil Dogs. I was obsessed. They're so good. They're. I tried one maybe like three years ago. I was like, not as good as you remember. Yes, it was always this dry. Oh my god, I could house some Devil Dogs when I was young.
0: Uh, the like the little Debbie oatmeal cream pies. I can eat a whole box in a sitting. I will feel terrible afterwards, and I actually haven't done it in probably twenty years. But like when I was a kid, my mom used to buy them, and we would just. I mean,
1: a whole box of Little Debbie snacks would be gone in a day. can I tell you that I've never tried a single Little Debbie product?
0: (laughs) Stacy? Oh, no. Okay, we have to fix it. I'm just going to send you a a box. I I bet you can order, like,
1: a case of them on Amazon. Let me look. It's, like, the last freaking thing I need, Megan. But anyway, I grew up in a zero tolerance for junk food house on my mom's side. Yes. Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) And then my dad's house, the reins were much looser and i can tell you people i'm not advocating for this this setup anyway but i don't know little debbies is not something we didn't get stuff like that we would get junky cereals ooh i forgot about cereals oh, that's a whole my other jam. subcategory.
0: <gasps> yes yes
1: yes so anyway i
0: my opinion so was feel a lot more like the
1: same way about junk food that I've No, I do. you're wrong. Personally. You're wrong. Oh, okay. Oh my Are God, you? I've never said wrong, that, in the, that never said, like, in the whole year that we've done this. I've never just done like wrong. you you have disagre-
0: disagreed a couple times. I've disagreed, it's okay. but have go I ahead. ever Tell just me. said you're Tell me, wrong. me how wrong I am, Billis. Tell me how wrong I
1: Now, I bet us. our editor's gonna go back and find me saying it. Yeah. Oh my god, it's like being on Real Housewives and they're in the reunion and they're like, I never said that to you. And they're like, I never and then they editor roll that clip. Samantha. (laughs) Okay. I really like junk food. I just, what I love about you is how unabashedly you love junk food because I love junk food and I don't indulge it. I have very conflicted feelings about it. It's, I have a lot of guilt about it pretty much because of what you just heard. So my mom was a crazy 1970s health nut. No, no, no junk food in her house. There were things like orange juice that at the time people didn't realize, like, might as well be junk food if you're drinking it the way I was drinking it and was allowed to. But like, that was, you know, a different source of information or a different amount of information was available to my mom. Then at my dad's house, I was allowed to eat whatever I want. And so, but there was no one talking to me about it. And I don't know. And also like, there was a lot of scratch cooking. So it wasn't just like a free for all and I wonder sometimes if maybe my stepmother indulged my junk food more than she would have just because she felt bad that things were so restrictive at my mom's house. Mm, I don't know. but Interesting clearly, even with that little snippet of insight into my childhood, you can see that it's not without like a lot of heady stuff going on. Yeah.
0: I think for everyone though, I mean, you, we've talked a little bit about this in the weight loss episode. Like my mom bought us like the mini bags of chips and the little Debbie and we had breakfast cereal on hand at all times. And I came home after school and I could help myself to anything. It was very unregulated and there was no conversations around how to eat but because my mom was always on a diet and she was always eating something different than than us so like there was no model of like this is one serving yeah. of chips or this yes. is one serving of cereal so you know i come to junk food with a lot of baggage too And then I also have the pleasure of like my husband who love, who also like, I don't think he would categorize it as this that he loves junk food, but he has a soft spot for chips and for ice cream. And the way that he approaches them is like, there's no strings attached to it. It's such a pleasure thing for him where he's like, I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna sit down and eat chips. And he just like enjoys the chips. And when he's full and he's satisfied, he puts them away and he doesn't think about them again. Um, until he like wants chips again, and so I think I've learned I've actually like learned a lot from watching him and how he
1: how he eats eats junk food. So interesting. I mean, Mike doesn't like junk food that much. Yeah, he likes ice cream. He likes chips, but he doesn't like like he might enjoy Doritos, but even like cheese doodles or whatever, which yeah. are so delicious, right? He would never like if I brought home like a cheese doodle brand cheese doodle bag, he'd be like, what, what the hell? Like he probably didn't eat it for years. And then when like Barbara's came out with their all natural yeah. organic version, he's like, oh, every once in a while, that's a really delicious treat, but like only salty and ice cream. Like yeah. he doesn't need anything that's else. Brian.
0: Isn't that so funny? Yeah, like I want to eat like gummy candies. I want to eat little Debbie's. And he's like, no, yeah, I just like chips and ice cream. I don't want to get away from you talking about Mike and how he- talks about or how he approaches junk food. Did you say like he just likes more of a health-geared junk food? Yeah, and also he
1: doesn't need it. It's like not an impulse for him. Like if it's there and it's one of the few things he likes. And also he's kind of a snob about it. Like even ice cream. He doesn't want like he only wants certain brands. Or he wants to go to the like good ice cream parlor and like that's how I feel about it too.
0: Okay. So here's a really great question bouncing off of that. How do you categorize junk food? What is junk food? Mm. Like if you could put it into one or two sentences. So
1: freaking hard.
0: I would say it's food with low nutritional value and high pleasure value.
1: <laughs> oh, that's interesting.
0: Okay. So I'm with you. Sorry, on that's load. a lot of laughs for something that's not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you're just you're like, Oh I, oh, I just, just reminded like myself, <laughs> I love the
1: pleasure of junk food. I do. Um, I wouldn't associate it with pleasure because I I don't know. Is there something, mm, I don't know. Maybe you're right if those two are have to be tethered, but then I'm nervous. Like, there are low nutritional things that give high pleasure that I wouldn't, like, homemade pie that i would never call junk food so for me junk food is very much share process for me junk food is okay so here we're going to get into this whole thing but you y'all know this isn't this podcast every food is processed we know that yes we're using processed as our shorthand right now for how it's used like in the common parlance if you will like yes like it's packaged. It's processed. packaged, processed, and has, you know, more thick ingredients than real ones. Yeah. Um, you know, it tends to need preservatives. It has a really long shelf life, high in sugar, high in fat, high in salt, low in nutritional value to really like get those taste buds addicted to the deliciousness. So I don't know that's not exactly a definition I'm sure like no normally- I think
0: that works I help I think that helps us categorize it so in that instance beer is probably not because Brian also drinks like Nice beer, like nice beer. And it's like all the parts
1: of it are recognizable, even though it's processed. Okay. I mean, wine is processed. Like whether you get an inexpensive, like not particularly quality wine. Well, I don't know. That stuff is Okay. I think we just
0: cannot talk about alcohol as junk food. I think that's that's okay. Plus, we want to talk a little bit about like kids and junk food. Yeah. Because so. how do you handle that at home or out in the world? And I know that Isaac now has what I would call pocket money. Does anyone else call it that? Like he has money yeah. he can walk around with and he can spend it however he wants to. And so he gets to make choices about buying junk food.
1: Yeah. So, you know, listen, when my kids were little, I came with this baggage that I've already kind of alluded to. And I was hardcore. Like everything has to be organic. Everything has to be natural. Isaac is my older kid. If you're a new listener, he's 12 now. He literally had never tried cake or cupcakes or anything like that until his first birthday. His first birthday was his first taste of cake. He had never had ice cream or anything like that. Just like homemade muffins. Like I was hardcore to the extreme. I would not call it. Now looking back... It's not something that I would encourage other people. It didn't feel right for who I am now, but that's where I was. I kind of, the pun- the pendulum swung to the other side. Then with your second kid, of course, it's like nearly impossible because if you have a three-year-old <laughs> eating an ice cream cone, you're not going to tell your one-year-old. No. Yeah. it just like the floodgates are open, but still, even to this day, I will say that I And I think I do this more for me than my kids if I'm going to really get deep and like lay down on the couch, so to speak, get psychoanalytic. I use summer as a way to loosen the reins. And like all of a sudden in the summer, like I'll buy a couple boxes of Oreos, which you'll never find in my house otherwise. And Mike is always like, what is going on? And I'm like, oh, it's summer. Like, hmm. (laughs) I don't think it's healthy. I think I'm like, I need a break. I want some junk food. I've gone all year, people. We, and we talked about this a little bit, like, off recording, too, that
0: there's this thing where in our lives and food, like, we just – there's so much, like, actual real food all the time. Like, cooking food, whether you're – it's, like, you're working on a cookbook and you're testing these beautiful chicken recipes all the time, or I'm writing stuff for the kitchen. And there's, like, times where I want the – I just need, like – avoid a break yes. in that like the real food and the cooking and like i just want give me the junk i give me i hear you
1: something that's just so different but i only do it with snacks and then yeah. as we just divine junk food like i'm i'm going to go there megan do brace it. yourself i'm here like is ranch dressing in a bottle Junk food, because Probably. I don't go there. I like like it. I've never bought a bottle of ranch dressing in my <laughs> life. I don't know, but
0: uh, what? Ah, uh, I yeah. So well, I'm it's just going to say for me, So I think it goes into a whole other category, like condiments in general, cuz like mustard you could argue is real food but can also be junk food and like you put it on things that can be healthful or junky, but mustard right? mustard is
1: made with real things, isn't it? Like I mean, ranch Everything, like again. Ranch, it's that I know it's question. very it is. Everything
0: is made with real things. So where on the spectrum do you hit before it's like, now it's a junk food.
1: Yeah. So we're not yeah, going to define it, we right? Can't, we can't. But
0: I for think, me, I think we're just talking about those, like, I don't want to say they're fun things, but like highly processed foods that you're not really eating as part of a meal, like ranch dressing. We're not just eating as a snack, right? We're, we're eating it as like part of dinner and I we're not really call it junk food like-
1: though. I think that's fair. But I wouldn't call mustard or ketchup junk food. Ketchup has high fructose corn syrup. I don't know. Yeah. It's a really tough line.
0: And I think also this is a distinction maybe for both of us, which is I don't like buy Tostino pizza rolls and serve those as dinner. I don't actually buy those as junk food. I would categorize those things as junk food personally, but I think there are families who those are meals for them. Yeah, for sure. And that's like, uh, actually my, my own sister, like that's one of her kids is on the spectrum and she, they have a texture
1: issue when it comes to eating. And so there is
0: lots of like, processed food that they choose because that's what gets nutrient value to them.
1: And now I just want to pause here. I think you're bringing up something really important that a lot of people in our space, even people we love and respect who are all like, yes, whole foods, natural foods. Hey, PS, I'm one of them. One of the things we lose sight of I was reminded to like be more aware of looking at an Instagram story that Sally of Real Mom Nutrition just posted because yes. she did a story on what's up with that approved list of snacks. You can't bring in some cut up fruit, but you can bring in Teddy Grahams. Like yeah. why? And it is all because- people are trying to keep the classroom safe. Yes. There are pl- there are sites you can go to where you plug in exactly what your kid's allergy is and it gives you an approved list of snacks. And in some spaces, and that can be your home sometimes because sometimes if you have a kid who's really picky, who's on the spectrum, who has an allergy, you need to be able to go on autopilot too and not think about it all the time. You yeah. just need those foods that you know you can count on and packaged food, can provide that. It yes. provides some like built in regulation that is a really important resource for a lot of families.
0: And I think it just circles back to something that we talk about internally often, but maybe we don't talk en- enough about in every episode, which is we, this is a no judgment zone. Like if your kids are eating Doritos every day and that for whatever reason, it can be any reason, it can just be purely that like, you guys enjoy that. If that's part of your Everyday routine, that is cool. We're not judging you. We're just sharing our own perspectives and how we're handling certain parts of feeding our families personally.
1: And I think we also strive to give people information. Yeah. And then they can do with that whatever they see fit. Because, you know, if people's lives are as big as an ocean, what we see of their lives is as big as a drop. Right. Right? So, how you take the information we provide, including some nutritional information that we share sometimes, like I went in pretty deep on nutrition on our episode about caffeine. Yes. With kids, right? how you take it and implement it in your life is your business only. You do not have to answer to us or anybody else. Here here. Getting back to us. Yes. So, wait. I'm going <laughs> to just say, oh wait, go.
0: I was going to say I want to talk about specifically about soda and talk more a little bit about like specific kinds of junk foods and our favorites and how we handle them. But, I think we should take a quick break and hear from our sponsor Kevin. Hey,
1: Megan. Did you know that my absolute favorite moment in Didn't I Just Feed You history is when you declared, cheese me!
0: (laughs) It's funny because it's true. We both love cheese. It's delicious, creamy, rich, and a fantastically easy way to add flavor to anything from tacos to casseroles to sandwiches. It's also a no-brainer source of protein.
1: It's true, but the only challenge is that it can be hard to find a high-quality cheese that the kids like that's also affordable and convenient.
0: That's why we love Cabot Cheese so much. Not only do Cabot Cheeses hit all those marks, but they're a 100-year-old cooperative owned by farm families throughout New England and New York. 100% of their profits go back to the farmers.
1: That's so cool. And also, all Cabot Cheddars are 100% naturally lactose-free, naturally aged, and naturally gluten-free too. And they come in blocks, pre-sliced, and pre-shredded, which you know I love.
0: I love those slices too. Even more, Cabot is a certified B Corporation dedicated to sustainability. There's nothing not to love about them. For our favorite Cabot products, check out our show notes and be sure to visit Cabot at cabotcheese.coop. Still
1: want Megan, I love that Cabot is placed in this episode because they <laughs> honestly—they have little snacking bars. Yes, that I just now. Oh keep my gosh, stocked. I cannot keep them in the house. My kids
0: are like, "Can I have a piece of cheese? Can I have a piece it's of awesome. cheese?" And it's like a little package that they can open so
1: much cheese. (laughs) And actually I'm going to say that I'm not just plugging them extra because you heard we just did it. Yeah. We don't need to do it more, but I pair something like that, something nutritious that has like protein, dairy, fruit, vegetables, so that at least if my kids are eating some junk food as a snack, they have some fiber and protein, also that kind of just helps mitigate the way their body processes that. And it just doesn't become like,
0: Stacy, I on. would call that do, doing a bilis.
1: What is it? Oh yeah, I do that.
0: <laughs> you do it like with breakfast cereal. You're like, oh, yes, yeah. we can have sugary breakfast cereal, but we're going to have it on high protein yogurt and we're going to put chia totally. seeds and berries on it. hundred percent. And it's one of the <laughs> things I love and admire about you. <laughs> we do that too. Maybe not to the same extent. Sometimes we do just have Junk food, to have junk food. I want to talk about soda because my kids have zero interest in soda. And I'm curious if your boys – I know we had Isaac on the coffee episode to talk about Frappuccinos and Starbucks and caffeine with teens and tweens, but we didn't even ask him about energy yeah. drinks
1: or soda. So I'm going to just take a quick step back and say everything, like just in terms of junk food and soda is definitely part of that umbrella for me. We do very little of what I define as junk food personally in our meals. Yeah. Um, like I don't buy bottled dressings. Uh, you know, we just don't... I. I don't consider chicken nuggets junk food, actually, at all. So, but you know, like anything <laughs> like that, any kind of, I don't actually. I just think I my just, chickens it's better. Th-
0: what, it's a funny my thing. My chickens where better. It's like
1: that's all. We cont-
0: <laughs> we we contain multitudes, and so we contain contradictions. Because I think it's interesting that you're like, oh, chicken oh, nuggets don't really, and hot dogs don't really count well, as listen, junk food. Yeah, yeah, and but also, no, like, you're like, I would never buy hot dogs buy a are junk food.
1: Ugh. This is getting hard. See, it's very
0: complex. I don't think you have to, I think, I don't think you have to define it. Well, Um, I would say like bottle dressing. I don't consider that junk food in our house, but I would consider a hot dog. Junk food, and also think of frozen nuggets. Kind of walk the line,
1: so we don't have to get into it. I just want to frame my comments, okay, so people know where I'm coming from. I don't think chicken nuggets are junk food necessarily, but I also don't buy them, so I don't know what's in them. <laughs> okay, hot see, dogs. Fair. I don't buy hot dogs for dinner that aren't quality. Like I actually spend a stupid amount of money on hot dogs if we're going to eat them for dinner and I get them from the butcher.
0: But this is such a complex issue because you're talking about also like how Mike likes to be snobby about junk food, but isn't sometimes it's like junk food is junk food is junk food. Like, yeah, you might buy the chickpea puffs, but like it's still processed food and still high in sodium and low in nutritional value, right?
1: I mean yeah, but to me if it comes if it's like real meat, like some, you know, I mean certain cuts of meat are fattier than others. It does have high sodium, but if I do a bilis and there's a big salad you know, we have hot dogs for dinner, do maybe like is. two years. <laughs> that's what we're going to call it now. <laughs> if I do that twice a year. I know. I don't know. Like, so i just also say- you love it.
0: So that's like, to me, it's like the high pleasure factor in what defines junk food.
1: I, yeah. But I actually don't love hot dogs for dinner. It actually doesn't feel great. I do it like twice a year as like a fun thing for the kids. I love it when I hit someone's backyard and they've grilled a dog for me yeah. and they hand it over, you know, it's like circumstantial. Yeah. I think circumstance does play a part in definition of junk food, right? No, not for me always.
0: <laughs> so but it's you, just really said, funny. you just said, I only buy like snack food, junk food a little bit during the summer. And like for us, we do it a lot on road trips and that's not like something that's part of our regular grocery cart, but we will do it. Like we'll stop at the gas station and buy junky food.
1: Yeah. What I said, I don't think it's circumstantial. (laughs) I mean, defining junk food. Okay. Like, isn't circumstantial for me. When I enjoy it, can be. Okay. Does that make sense? That's fair. Um, Okay. But I think that we should just, because I think this can go on forever. (laughs) I think it really could. And I don't think that we,
0: this is the cool thing. This is what I think is cool we each get to define what's junk food for ourselves. And I like that you're trying to frame it so that we can continue the conversation. But I think long-time listeners know where you stand. Like you like real food and you like to spend your money on food so that that you feel good about. And yeah, so I think,
1: so I think we should cool. each frame it though. Okay, like, I think frame, i should
0: I'll frame mine too. Go ahead.
1: I think that I should frame mine and talk about mine and you should frame yours and talk about yours because I do think- That it is too complicated to, like, come up with one or two ways. Like, I see it this way. You see it this way. You know what I mean? Like, it's really, like you said, it's, like, it has this so many facets. Because it has to do with our kids making food decisions now. And, like, our upbringing. And how we, like, spend our budgets. And it can get, like, political. Because of so much,
0: like, stuff around how food is processed. And how subsidies are spent. And all those things. Hey,
1: yeah. That's the rise of it too. It makes food more affordable the more processed it yeah. is. Yeah. So like it gets into our budget. So I just feel like, and and I've made no secret, you can go back and listen to our budget episode that I have on the regular spent over $350 on my groceries. So I'm clearly here privileged and coming from that point of view. So I do think it's important for each of us to frame our decisions and how we think about it because I think that is the I I feel like that's the takeaway is to kind of spark a conversation to get each person to like oh well what is my frame so I just go into my buying for my budget and my family's health whatever it matters to me with a consciousness about what junk food is and what I want my kids to yes. take away from it it doesn't have to look like mine or Megan's or anybody else's in the entire universe but to like all these questions that you and I are debating, people should just kind of like sit down with themselves, take five minutes, I think, maybe not should, but I suggest it, and <laughs> frame it for themselves. I think that just helps center us. It's like with budgeting. like Yeah. Knowing your parameters then centers you and you can go into buying things for your family. You can go into the supermarket knowing what's important, what's less important to you.
0: I think that that really speaks to, yes, I like, I love the budget analogy, but you know, there's like this rising trend of like essentialism and like living with intention. And I think intuitive eating also falls in this line sometimes where it's like the best thing you can do for any part of your life, whether it's your laundry or whether it's your, your food dollars or junk food or family vacations is to regularly check in about it. Like to take a minute and be like, am I presenting the way I want to, or in a way that like meets my other goals for my family? And then what can I do around that to either improve it or, or like change the trajectory of it? So I want to hear what is your,
1: I like that a lot, your framework for So my framework is that I, I'm not going to, speak in such bold terms. I started to say, we never do that around mealtimes because then you brought up hot dogs. (laughs) So let's not get into the gray area because then this this episode will be like three hours long. Three hours long. We don't have the budget for that. I generally don't include foods that I think are, that I personally define as junk foods in dinner. Of course, sometimes I do. Okay, but generally, when I'm talking about junk food, I'm gonna be talking about snack time. Yes. And breakfast a little bit because breakfast cereals are a thing in my house. And I'm gonna talk about that briefly. Yes. So I'm gonna really just talk about like those fraps, those chips, those cheese doodles, those cookies, like everything that Mm. I would keep in my cabinet, Mm -hmm. like all all those those delicious things. things. (laughs) Yeah, and those like high sugar things. So I typically during a school year, Don't have a lot of like super high sugar things. Like my kids, just the other day, Isaac was rummaging through the cabinets and like, there is nothing in here for dessert. And I was like, yeah, there's those dark chocolate covered almonds. And he like rolled his eyes so hard, I thought his like (laughs) head was going to fall off. (laughs) Um, I can see it. I can see that. That is my house. So, I used to be hardcore like that. Like you would only find chocolate-covered almonds. Like dark chocolate, rainforest, (laughs) like approved, blah, 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 blah. As Isaac got older, I started loosening the reins. I do tend to do a little bit of yo-yoing in like how far I go, where in the summer I go further and then back to school. I'm like, nope, we got to like rein this in. And starting with soda is a really great place for me to explain why I do that and why it's so important for me to keep checking in with myself so that I don't yo-yo too far in either extreme because I don't want to do that to my kids. Yeah. But my kids had never drank soda ever, ever, ever until Isaac was six or seven and we were on vacation and he was having some sort of fit. I don't know. And we were at a restaurant in Mexico. And I was like, why don't you just try, you know, a soda? And Mike was not happy with this. But I was like, we're in Mexico. They make soda like Coca Cola products are typically, or at least then, they were made with real cane sugar. Mm-hmm. which somehow felt different at the time to me than high I for I can understand that. I can. I still feel like it's different, but anyway, yeah. that's just me. Um, but he was six then. Like now I don't care quite as much. And he <laughs> tried it. And then it so quickly went from nothing to like begging. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to blame the food. My kids are in general beggars and that's a parenting issue. I am working on it, people. But my kids are like that with video games. Like, you give my kids an inch and they can be relentless about trying to get a mile. Yeah. So the soda thing became, and then we were like, okay, on vacations, like on an airplane, a special occasion restaurant. Now he's 12 and he's like, he can get the soda on his own. So we go out to dinner And they call it, can we get a special drink? Ooh, tricky, tricky. And it's always like, you got to choose special drink or dessert. Like you're not getting both. And when I do special drink, I'm like, can we at least like make it special? Like I'm not, Coca-Cola is not special on its own, but- (laughs) (laughs) try not to. So like, you know, like I feel like if I give a little bit, like by the end of the summer, they're like, oh, what is up with these goji berries? I'm like, just eat your goji berries. I think you're starting all over again. Yeah. I don't want to like re have to reparent through that business. So my swings have become much more narrow, which means sometimes I'm more strict about junk food than I would i don't know would have been yeah Yeah, Yeah. like i don't want to like you guys beg me too much i can't deal with the begging and mike is more strict about junk food than me he Uh doesn't like it he's like like every once in a while like he's had a soda in the afternoon and then we're it's usually when we're traveling and then dessert at night and mike is like annoyed yeah like genuinely like why are we saying yes to this and he's probably right maybe that's what made them beggars is that sometimes i've been like no and then i'm like okay just do it i don't know i feel
0: like that's all part of parenting i feel like every parent experiences that even if it's not around junk food could be some other thing like video games or screen time like everyone has had times where you're like i just uh, part of it is like i'm doing this for survival right now in this minute and i'm going to deal with the consequences later and then you're like oh yeah i kind of wish
1: i didn't do that Actually, so let's talk about how we're dealing with it now because yeah. I knew this episode was coming up. School, we're back in it. Yeah. Okay. I did a huge bulk shop for healthier snacks. I got a bunch of things because I know they ask for dessert and I know by now that after school, they want something sweet to be part of their dessert. I'm accepting it. And now I've decided like, these are the healthier sweet snacks. These are the healthier desserts that I'm willing to have in the house. And most of them are like, the boys almost died. They're like salted caramel cashew thin cookies and Isaac yeah. was like oh my god I cannot with these cookies I was like I swear try them they're delicious he had one he was like oh they're great and then of course he proceeded to eat the entire package but anyway <laughs> like that kind Which of is thing is not one serving right that's oh, funny no so is that junk food I don't know it's like you said going back to the Barbara's cheese doodles is that really any different than cheese doodles to me yes and to me I feel like I'm giving you whole foods, cane sugar, it's processed, it has no nutritional value. But to me, this feels different than something that has preservatives, high fructose corn syrup, and a bunch of like f- coloring and other stuff that I just don't want you ingesting all the time. I just don't.
0: Listen, Billis, I think you're not alone in that feeling of like, oh, there are. there's this whole category of like junk food, junk food. And then there's this subcategory
1: of like, Better for fun food. Oh my you. God, Megan, fun this food. conversation has been so hard and you just made it meta. <laughs> junk food, <laughs> junk food. <laughs> ah! um,
0: because something like a Barbara's or you know, even a granola bar like made good, like it has a higher nutritional value. And that's why we gravitate towards those things. And I don't think we can discount the fact that yes, maybe it's processed. Yes. Maybe it has more sugar than if you made it at home, but it hits that sweet spot of like enjoyment and nutrition. And that's why we spend our money there.
1: I mean, listen, I know they're a sponsor, but they're a sponsor because we bought them and we've talked about them before they ever even contacted us. Never mind, paid us a dime. There's a difference between the nutrition of a made good granola bar and some granola bars that are all the way out on the extreme, you know, the same way plain Greek yogurt or there are now all of these low sugar flavored Greek yogurts coming out is different than a Danimal. It's just, it's different. It's different. Look at the thing it's, different. it's like you're saying about the orange juice that you grew up with where it's like the processed orange
0: juice is super high in sugar it's way different than if you squeezed a couple oranges and drank the orange juice with the pulp and right. there's fiber in there
1: now do you need any of it no is no any of it particularly part good for you enjoyment of it <laughs> well right so yeah it can all be junk food but i think there are differences that's where i draw the line now okay. isaac's 12 We also are getting really strict with him about his money because he has some spending money. He was pooling all of his, we do spend, give, save. Yeah. He was pooling all of his spend and all of his save money to buy expensive sneakers for himself. And he kept running his account down to zero and then letting it build and then spending it on sneakers. And then going out for pizza and drinks and being like, can I have $5? Can I have $10? And I would put a $5 bill. No not no. this year. If you want free Starbucks Frappuccinos, if you want Oreos, if you want a bag of flaming Hot Doritos, dude, I don't blame you, but you're spending your own money on it this year. Yes. Yes. I'm not paying mama. for yes. it. Yes. Hand clap. Not paying for it. So I, I get to be less restrictive, but also make a clearer statement. About the kinds of food that I believe is what we want to be putting in our body. And then we can have discussions about sometimes, always, whatever, you know, parameters you want to put on it. Yeah. All right. Your frame and how you're dealing with it, because your kids don't buy their own food or... um, Actually, they, they, they oh, are allowed to us. do that.
0: They can do that. Okay. So as a little background, I feel like I wasn't as strict as you were when my kids were like coming up to in the age, yeah, coming up in the sure. age growing up. I mean, I did my due my best, like due diligence, where I was like, I'm not gonna have them eat like a ton of sugar all the time. And then of course that's like waxed and waned a lot. We don't I I feel like an, an important distinction is like I really try not to keep junk food in the house. Like I don't go to Costco and buy big boxes of like prepackaged, whether they're Cheetos or whether they're like the hip peas, those are, those are a treat. And so we don't budget them as part of our regular grocery spending, which uh, for some reason I find to be an important distinction. Like if it's not in the house, they don't have access to it all the time. Um, so it can't be like, Oh, I want a snack. Can I have Doritos? It's like, I want a snack. Then they know that there's like whole grain crackers to choose from. There's the Cabot cheese slices right now to choose from. There's popcorn. There's fresh fruit. Like they can make better snacking choices in the house. But when we are out in the world we've done a lot of road trips this year um because we bought a little like van camper van that we can drive around everywhere so i feel like there's been a lot more junk food in our lives because when we stop at gas stations they're like can we buy a bag of chips and i'm like hell yes let me get a bag too <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> because i like those things So we get a lot of like junk food that way. And then I think we talked about this maybe in the budget episode that Ella started, we call it points money. It's like she earns points daily for doing things like making her bed, like making her bed, getting herself ready. And then those points can be turned into money at the end of the month. And it's like $10, like she has $10 to spend for the whole month. And a lot of the time... Like Isaac, in in many ways, she wants to spend it on LOL dolls or craft <laughs> supplies so that cute. I will buy her that are glitter, like glitter filled yeah. slime. And she doesn't want to spend it on food, but every once in a while when we're at the grocery store and she wants to ask about something that I would consider junk food that she really wants to buy, I say, well, do you have any points money to spend? And if she does, sometimes she buys that stuff for herself. She gets to make that choice. Yeah. Um. She is usually required to share when she buys something like that because she has a little brother who's four and who loves her and idolizes her and wants to do absolutely everything that she's doing. And occasionally, like, Brian will bring junk food into the house because he loves it. He loves a bag of chips. So, like, if he if he runs to the grocery store for me, it's dangerous because <laughs> he usually comes home with, like, either ice cream or a bag of chips. But then we, like, parcel those out as servings to the kids when they want some. They get, like, one bowl of chips, and then they eat it, and they're done. And we don't buy it again. It could be, like, several weeks before we ever buy a thing of ice cream so- or – do you have chips like again.
1: Tostitos? Do you have like tortilla I mean, chips we in your tortilla cabinet? Tortilla chips, because so I do we, know,
0: but like not Tostitos. There's a local to me brand called Juanitas. Yeah. And it's like real whole food, but it's still fried tortilla chips. And we do do chips and Same. salsa that's a lot. Like it's what like we a do. snack. We do, so do we. We
1: do chips and salsa yeah. a lot. But like, I do quali- like, I think this is that line again. It's like the hot dogs for dinner. Like, I do think that that's, that's where the line is blurred and where I feel like making a choice we feel good about because we have the privilege to do so. Yeah. Access money to buy slightly more expensive things. You know, I mean, sometimes even just like a good plain Greek yogurt is more expensive. It is, it is. Right? Yeah. Because that's the kind of junk food I keep in the house too. Like pretzels, uh, plain tortilla chips. We do some like cookies that don't have you know, usually like high fructose corn syrup kind of thing. It's interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's like, what is the distinction? What are things you're looking for on the back of the label to decide too, right? Cause you're saying it doesn't have high fructose corn syrup. So like, do you have watch outs outside of high fructose corn syrup? And you mentioned earlier dyes.
1: Yeah. Dyes are a big one for me. I'm
0: not, I'm going to go ahead and say just very bluntly, not for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's fine. I love sprinkles and Otter Pops too much. So those are like places where I just love. And
1: I love gummy candy. Yeah, I do. It's, it's funny because like out of the house, I don't think about dye at all. Zero, zero. But at home, like, I don't know. It just feels like why would I bring that into the house For the kids when it like, I don't know. The dye just really weirds me out because it's it's not legal in like entire other continents. Um, and it's just chemical. Yeah. Like there's nothing to it. It just like doesn't even derive from food. Although I'm sure there's like a thousand other things, people. So please, like I am a hundred percent sure that I've been a hypocrite in ways that I like. It know if you point it out, and maybe I'm completely oblivious to a thousand times in this episode, it's just my line. I don't like dyes. I don't like high fructose corn syrup, and then I just kind of look for the like nutritional value to sugar ratio. Um, a lot of sugar is not great for Oliver. <laughs> I really see That's a really like, good point. It, is it's like just like different kid different kids. Yeah. you have to
0: approach it differently,
1: and. Oliver is like me. You give him a little bit of junk food. Like, I have really had to train him this back to school season. He is literally like, if we're not paying attention and having conversation, you're like, wait, like you had a snack really late. You just ate five pieces of bread, like pita bread. (laughs) You didn't touch a single thing on your plate. And you're like, I'm full. Can I have dessert now? Like, hold up, dude. Whereas Isaac is much more body aware, he cares. He's a twelve-year-old, of course. He likes junk food. He's like you and and like me, but I think I'm a little more uptight and in my head about it. Where he like likes good food, he knows what good food is, and he likes junk food. He knows it sometimes, and he it just has a place for it. Okay, that's the second time you brought up this
0: categorization categorizing food as sometimes food. Oh, yeah. I don't know that we've yes. ever talked about this. Maybe we did actually in the sugar it's, episode
1: last year. That's good. That's good. I'm glad you brought that up because it's from my Sesame Workshop days.
0: Yeah. And I think it's prevalent in a lot of like nutrition language for kids and talking to them about how foods are – all. some foods are always foods. Yeah. Some foods are sometimes foods and some foods are like never foods. And you can be really – um, like personal and categorizing things the thing that it triggers for me as I'm learning more about um intuitive eating is t- is like it makes me want to talk about that terrible weight Watchers app where it's like red light green light yellow light for kids food
1: I mean I'm gonna be honest I we don't have I don't believe in the red light and we never say anything is never
0: I, I don't think we do either I'm like well, do we have another food but A never food
1: I do I that app is reprehensible. Yeah. But I, I think it's reprehensible for different reasons. That's not what triggers me. What triggers me is that like it's solely around weight. It doesn't factor in health. Like yeah. so like as a kid who is uh, weighs in in the quote-unquote normal range. Like, how do you know that he or she doesn't have an eating disorder? Like, yeah. they, they might need more help than someone you're handing this out to. Or they're
0: iron deficient. Right. Or Whatever they're not getting
1: enough is. fat to fuel their brains. I do personally think that there are sometimes who didn't – I mean, I'd, it's like – I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't want my kids eating Doritos every day.
0: I would not want my kids eating. But then that's a sometimes food. Like, you can still eat it right. sometimes. I mean,
1: Doritos are my favorite. Doritos, <sighs> Oreos, and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Okay.
0: Top three. So I, oh, wow. I was going to say, let's do lightning round of just pure fun. Because I feel like an episode that I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so fun. I love junk food. Yay! <laughs> Is a little bit serious and like heavy when you start to talk about like well what do you consider junk food and like what I consider junk food you don't you might not and totally vice versa. right this took it's a weird m- turn <laughs> much more complex than I thought it would be. So just for fun, before we close out the show, we should, we definitely, there's going to be a lot of conversation about this one in our listeners group. I can feel it. And so I want to know like your top three, Doritos. Oreos
1: and Cinnamon Toast
0: Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch Crunch is not what I thought you would say. I Uh, thought Cocoa Krispies would be it for sure. Cinnamon Toast Crunch.
1: And I'm going to say something. I buy Oreos for the house maybe twice a year and I never, ever buy the other two things. We I've never bought a bag of Doritos for my house except maybe for a party, probably for like a party maybe. I know. See, it's hard when you start to be like, yeah, I never. But, yeah, that's uh, that's the caution.
0: Sometimes yeah. I do,
1: but like literally, I'm sure I can count it on one hand. I'm positive. Yeah. Like I and it's we want more receipts, about, Billis. I'll give them. It's more <laughs> about me. I like being accountable and holding others accountable. That's the thing. I know. That's, I know, you thing. Do. I know. Um, that's where I'm too intense. <laughs> i'm like you show me your receipts (laughs) okay i will i know you will that's why we love each other yeah but i'll like doritos the minute we're out of the house like on a plane ride i'm like i'll take two of those little guys nope nope Mm -hmm, two please mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. one's not enough (laughs) and my kids are the same way they're like two (laughs) okay
0: i agree Uh, i agree
1: those little bags are they're not enough that is not enough (laughs) <laughs> what is your what are your top three junk foods
0: i don't know if i could limit it to just three to be honest do with five. you do <laughs> five no okay i'm gonna try to do top three give me just a sec <laughs> little debbie's the oatmeal cream pies for sure still okay. they still hold up they still hold up even 20 years later i want one yeah i feel like i should send you some okay this is a really weird one are you ready I don't chicken in a biscuit crackers have you ever had them? No. Okay, it's like a buttercracker, like a rectangle buttercracker it's standard, right? But then it's like coated in basically like chicken bouillon oh and MSG. God, I
1: love. I uh, wait. We talked about MSG in our spice episode. I'm yes. not. Gonna, I'm going to say MSG is not an uh, an ingredient that I'm concerned about anymore. But no, I'm not either because I would eat a whole <laughs> box of chicken. And MSG.
0: I feel like I need uh, to try that too. I've li- my, Brian bought them at one point this summer. It's probably been two years since we've had a box in the house, and the probably the last time we didn't share with the kids. And Ella was like mad about it. She's like, "Oh my god, these are
1: so good! Why don't we ever buy these?" Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's hilarious. I so feel like good, I need so to try good. that too. Okay. Man, what is going to be my third though? I don't think chicken and biscuit, whatever it's called, crackers, are even like available in New York City. Are they? Any? Oh, Must
0: I'm 100% be. sure they are. Like okay. in some
1: bodega? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. I'm going to look. I bet you can order them on Amazon even. Okay. I feel like for my third one, I need to go. Tell us what you're choosing between. What am I choosing between for my third one? Yeah. I'm thinking about um like drumsticks the frozen drumsticks that are like ice cream cones that are filled with chocolate and then they have ice cream and there's stuff on top yeah which i really really love and then more like little debbie snacks which i never buy but love like the, the is it called a nutty buddy where it's like the layers of wafers and there's peanut butter in the middle and then it's all covered in chocolate I don't and know. you like take it apart? <gasps> I don't Those know. Those are this so thing. good. I mean, there's a lot of junk. I also love Doritos and I think it's important oh, to Doritos. say that while I love
1: nacho cheese,
0: Cooler Ranch Doritos <gasps> will always have my heart.
1: Oh my God. You and Isaac are like food soulmates. Yeah. He so loves good. Cool Ranch and I think it's a crime. I'm like, if we're going to get one bag, like, while we're out, that means I'm going to steal a few of yours, which means, oh, my God, why are we getting Cool Ranch? Please get yeah. Classic. And he's like, No. I nope. don't know. It, com- it just all circles back to that ranch
0: flavor for me, and I love it.
1: Um, You know what else is funny that we should talk about in the listeners group? Junk foods that you loved as kids that you tried recently. <laughs> And, and you're I'm like so oh, disappointed. God.
0: Why? Why did I do that? Yeah, because yeah.
1: the drumstick made me think that I used to love all of those like ice cream bars, but not like the simple ones. And we got one in the park last like flag football season. And the cone was so soft. Oh, no. And weird. I was like, what? And then Mike yeah. was like, yeah, don't you remember the cone was soft like 90% of the time? Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a bummer. I'd rather just go to like the fancy ice cream place.
0: That might be how I feel about the netter Buttered Little Debbie things too. Like the chocolate is like whack, that waxy yeah. chocolate.
1: <laughs> and like when I was a kid, I was like,
0: who cares? And now I'm like, oh, I want some like nice dark chocolate with some snap on it.
1: Oh, Ooh. Ooh. Um, all right. So I feel like. I feel like we're saying this a lot recently. I feel like this could be, we could go into a whole other episode of junk food, maybe next year. Maybe next year. We're going to talk about actually
0: healthy, good for us snacks next week, because we heard you guys that you want another snack episode. Real, real bad.
1: Yeah. And I bet more will come up about like the choices we make, right? And like how we think about it in case that is helpful to you guys. Yes. Instead of us debating the definition of junk I know. I was
0: like, ooh, this might be the point where the podcast ends because we can't agree.
1: (laughs) If ranch... It was. Is it junk food or not? Oh my god, that would be like an amazing story if that's what broke us up. Like, don't even they, talk about it. They Billis. broke up. I know because we could they never broke up break up, up. Hidden Valley. Ranch. I will buy. I will buy ten bottles of ranch and give them to my <laughs> kids for you. That's how no, much I don't love do it. That. I'm
0: not trying to push my ranch agenda on anybody else. It's just
1: that I love it. But we have some. We have some plans up our sleeves. Keep listening, people. Yeah, and yeah. you're gonna get some exciting ranch news. In like two years. <laughs> <laughs> We have ideas and plans. We're going big. Um, and we're bringing the ranch with us. We're bringing the ranch. <laughs> on that note, it's probably a good time to tell people <laughs> that they should subscribe, rate, review, and find us as Didn't I Just Feed You on Instagram and Facebook, where you can also join our private listeners group. You're going to be prompted with a question to be let in, and the answer to that question is whiskey. Or Pinkiller. Hmm.
0: Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jim Endo. A huge thank you to our editors, Jeremy N., Samantha Gatsik, and the team at Counterweight Creative. I'm Megan. And I'm
1: Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed until next week.
0: Yeah! Yeah! Don't forget to smash all five stars on iTunes. Or leave us a review.